Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a nostalgia podcast where we revisit all the things that made the 90s and noughties brilliant. From kids TV shows to niche movies, toys, games and everything in between. I'm Matt Bentley-Viney and I am joined by my wife. Gemma Bentley-Viney. We are a husband and wife team. We are a duo. I'm an individual, thank you very much. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> I'm my own woman. I don't consider myself a, an individual. I consider myself as a, a duo. Yeah. Like Anton Deck. Well, no, you can think that. But romantically involved. Well, how are you, Gemma? This is um, week two of isolation. This will be mm-hmm. the brief mention of it and then we'll get on. Yeah, well, we're good. Watched a lot of telly. Just a lot of telly. Watching Tiger King at the moment, which is yeah. fascinating. Watched some good movies. We watched Will You Ever Forgive Me? We've watched That's Animals. Dumbo. I liked bit, Animals. Bit boring. Oh, we have only started Dumbo. We well, need exactly, to give it... and it's, it's quite boring. It's very sad. Dumbo's very upsetting. It's just mm. it's just sad. But it's, it's going good. You're working from home, second week. Yeah, I feel like I've got a new lifestyle. I feel like... You don't hate me yet. No, no, I don't. Uh, Meg's having the time of her life. She's currently in season. Yeah, she's in she's in heat, um, which is interesting. And I've realised um, the microphones do pick up quite a lot in this room. So if you can hear something kind of like moist in the background, moist, like it, chewing. It's, it's Meg chewing on her stick. But anyway, back to what this podcast is primarily about. We've watched two nostalgia TV shows this week and loved both. I think that's the first time we've said that on this podcast. I disagree. Oh, you didn't love it. I felt no. Like... You you did. You enjoyed it, but you had some good points, which we will get to. One of the shows, I'm afraid to say, we've been recording this podcast since October. We've watched a lot of shows. We've watched a lot of shows, guys. We've watched a show in today's episode has aged the worst out of all of the shows I believe we've watched. Uh, no, I don't know if it's aged the worst. I oh. think it was more... No, I think it was there to begin with. I don't think it would have been that PC at the time. I've got a lot to say, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news because I genuinely loved this show growing up, and I watched it, and I felt like it was very a sharp contrast to the joyous, fun happy kind world kids tv shows try and create yeah i get that i get that well let's stop doing the ambiguous fooling around here we watched the sweet life of zach and cody disney classic staple another set of twins and 64 zoo lane which i think was a little less known around the world but nonetheless i loved it i thought it was very good Liked it then, liked it now. So Gemma, would you like to do the honours of introducing the sweet life of Zach and Cody? The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody is an American teen sitcom created by Danny Callis and Jim Johan. The series aired on Disney Channel from March 18th, 2005 to September 1st, 2008 with 4 million viewers making it the most successful premiere for Disney Channel. The series was nominated for Emmy Award three times and was also nominated for a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award three times. The series is set in the Tipton Hotel in Boston and centres on Zach Martin and Cody Martin, Dylan and Cole Spratt, Tolson twins who live in the Tipton Hotel. The series' other main characters include the Tipton Hotel's ditzy heiress, London Tipton, 
played by Brenda Song. The hotel's candy counter girl, Mandy Fitzpatrick, played by Ashley Teasdale. The manager, Mr. Marion Mosby, by Phil Lewis. And the boy's single mother, who is also the hotel lounge's singer, Carrie Martin. The series is the third Disney Channel original to have more than 65 episodes after That's So Raven and Kim Possible. The Sweet Life spawned a sequel series also starring the Sprouse twins in their respective roles as Zach and Cody called The Sweet Life on Deck, which aired on the Disney Channel from 2008 to 2011. A TV movie based on the series, The Sweet Life Movie, premiered on Disney Channel on March 25th, 2011. So for those of you who don't know The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, it centers around the twins, Zach and Cody, who live in a hotel because their mum is the singer in the hotel. She used to work on cruise ships, which later they use for the spin-off series when they go Sweet Life on Deck, which I never watched. No, I never watched that too. I think we were quite old when we I think I'd this. like to watch it now and see how it changed, yeah. if it changed. I'll, I'll give it a miss. But it's got some big stars in this. I mean, Zach and Cody, I don't think went on to do that Are you being much. serious? You are showing your age. You are showing your age, Matt. Wow, what do they do? Um, they're now like in Riverdale. Zach and Cody. Uh, Cole is Cole Sprouse. Really? He's like a big like. Well, he's mean, like uh, a teenage. Whoa, 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 whoa hang on! You, you've just thrown a. You're showing your age at me. Why would I be watching Riverdale? I know, but do you as not... someone with taste, I know. Oh, that's mean. That is mean and snobby. Do you not have Twitter? Yes. That's your answer to everything at the moment. I got something wrong in the... We do this weekly pub quiz at the moment. And I got a question wrong. I was like, well, do you not have Twitter? I was like, well, that, that's not the answer to everything, Jen. I think it is. No, it's not. I learned, I'm telling you it's not. I've learned most of the things I know from life from Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> did you enjoy watching Sweet Life of Zack and Cody when you were growing up? I did. How old were we when it came out then? It was 20, 2008. It was 2008? Mm. Wow. Wait, no. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It was 2008. Wait, so two years I was dating. Wait, what? I find that shocking. I was 17. (laughs) (laughs) That's only 11 years ago. Wait, are we sure? If you just double check that, it is 2008. It it, it said it on Wikipedia and it says it on IMDb and IMDb doesn't get anything Two years later, Matt, we were dating. Yes. What were we doing watching Sweet Life? What were we doing? I used to watch it because when me and my brother used to go on holiday to florida we used to watch a lot of the disney channel and nickelodeon and we would also um scroll through and watch a lot of films so because you know america's got so many different channels they'd always end up something being on but we'd always go between nickelodeon and disney wait so i was 14 that's not too bad actually yeah it's less embarrassing for you 14's all right but i enjoyed it i wouldn't say it was my favorite it was probably in my top 10 but I did really enjoy it, and I well, it makes sense now. Because I was seventeen. I really fancied Ashley Tisdale. Like, really fancied her. Is that why you watched it then, mainly? No, not the main reason. But I, I thought she was cool. And then watching it now, I, was like, I, I got why because she's like an anarchist, and she's like, "Oh, I'm rebellious," and "Oh, I don't conform to this." And that was probably what I was like because I was a little idiot who, who thought he was John Lennon slash Kurt Cobain and all the other male kind of um anarchists i can confirm you were not no <laughs> i was in florida watching the sweet life of zach and cody <laughs> with my little brother yes please 
But did you enjoy it growing up, Jen? Yeah, I used to really enjoy it. I used to watch it quite regularly. Um, well, you had seen this episode. I had seen this episode. I remember thinking I remember it really clearly, which is obvious now because it wasn't that long ago that I watched it. Oh, and something exciting to say, actually. This was our, so this is our first podcast since having subscribed to Disney+. Plus. Yay. So it was a lot Yay. easier. We didn't have to go on YouTube and find a dodgy knockoff. We knock watched a good and... quality HD. Maybe that's why I enjoyed it more and I thought, oh, this is really like high production, really. Oh, just because it was high definition. Yeah, oh, I think it God. might have just been because it was in high definition. Like, I used to really enjoy it. I, I did. Yeah, I same. thought it was a solid, like when I was growing up, I probably thought it was a seven out of 10. Now I think that has changed. I always would enjoy watching it, but I wouldn't be like, oh, Zach and Cody's on. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I enjoyed it, but I would never... It's weird, isn't it? I, I, we would stay on it if it came up, whereas yeah. we would never choose. Oh, you wouldn't I want to watch out. Sweet Life. Our choices were SpongeBob first, then it would be iCarly, iCarly and Zoe One Hundred and One. Above, then about number three, but that that would be the top five, and then probably the Cartoon Network stuff. And then it'd be Sweet Life. Sweet Life's getting and further and further life. down. No, here. it was. It was quite far down. It was the second half. So when I said top 10, is in like the second half of that, if you know what I mean. I feel like the premise of this is very solid and it all makes sense. Well, it's a proper sitcom, isn't it? Mm. But for kids. Well, they even said they described it as a teen comedy, mm. which I think is quite a... Stretch. Yeah. I mean, for a Disney show to call itself a teen comedy... It's a bit like, Yeah, really? I guess, because the connotations of teen comedy is like super bad and things like that, where it's like gross out. And this is obviously isn't that. This is Disney. Yeah, exactly. It is Disney. Family friendly. Wow. Well, well, yeah, that's a good point, actually. So we've done the setup and each episode kind of follows the same formula where it's them milling around They're the hotel. And yeah, something comes into the hotel or something happens at the hotel. And then it's them going about it. You've got london who is the posh heiress well, to this hotel to, fortune she's meant to obviously be paris hilton yes so london tipton is the equivalent to paris hilton and paris hilton was huge at the time she was probably one of the biggest celebrities good character though because i, I remember her name yes i always remember the name remember what she looked like i was i was a big fan of london in the show she's um, very funny and the actress does a really really good job a really good job and also i really do think the premise is one of the better premises of a kids TV show. It's very well thought out and it is very easy because you've got your staple characters who work at the hotel and then it's really easy to create new and fresh kind of ideas because it is just who's coming into the hotel this week? What convention they're going to hold this week? It's a very kind of easy formula to use in that way. Yeah. And also I like it that everything makes sense. When we were watching a mo the movie Animals the other day, we probably got maybe 15 minutes in and we both were kind of like, okay, we want to know how they afford that apartment now. Yeah. Okay, we want to know how they afford those drinks. We want to know, like, how they, you know, they always look well-dressed, like, but what, what do they do? And, I, need, I want to know their job now. And was, like, furnished immaculately. Yeah, but it was more like, okay, I want to know what they do for a job now or where this is coming Whereas from. Whereas this, you're right, it makes sense that they're fish out of water because it's a hotel singer and her kids. She's a single mum. And they've given her, as part of her contract, exactly. to so live there. They're living in this amazing hotel in New York, I want to say. Boston. Oh, is it Boston? That's I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Have you just made that up? No, I think I read it out loud like five minutes ago. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really good in that that all does make perfect sense. It's yeah. crystal clear. But no, I really appreciate that they did do that setup really well. 
as I think, especially in kids' TV shows, they don't give the viewers the respect of that information. And they just kind of, you know, they hide behind kind of magic and superpowers to kind of create these kind of cool situations. Whereas actually in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, they kind of create a dream scenario. You're living in a five-star hotel. You have the run of the whole hotel. Isn't this amazing? But they also made it very much realistic in the sense like this is why and it all makes sense. Which I think is actually quite a British thing for them to do. In American TV, I don't think they do it that lot. Whereas I think, in, especially in British TV shows, for instance, like the likes of Tracy Beaker, everything does kind of make sense. I thought the hotel manager is a really good character because in the episode we watched particularly, he's obviously trying to drive business into the hotel and make sure the finances are doing well. But then that sometimes can kind of complicate his morals and his values. So he'll do things he doesn't agree with because he knows it's for the good of the hotel. So that's a really interesting dynamic. And he's always at odds with uh, the kids, Zach and Cody, because they're always causing trouble. And yeah, it is a really good setup. So in this episode, a beauty pageant convention arrives at the hotel. And immediately you're like, oh, okay, are we going to be struggling with 2008 gender politics? And yes, we are. Kind of yes, kind of no. For the most part, they deal with it really well and it's not a thing and you're not, it doesn't feel weird. But then by the end, there's a few absolute clangers where you're like, that literally wouldn't be aired today. on an absolute bum note. Considering it's Disney as well, this would never be aired today. And it wasn't that long ago. 2008 is not that long ago. No, but we'll get to that in a bit. So it starts off and... There's a cameo appearance. So in the second episode of this series, you have the Victoria Justice. I said it as if she was a drag queen then. You have Victoria Justice. It is a really good drag queen name, actually, isn't it? The Victoria Justice. Yeah. Yeah, it is a bit. So she is there with a beauty pageant and Cody falls in love with her. It's love at first sight. Zach's the one who's like trying to get off with all the girls. Uh, I'm I'm sorry if I'm getting the wrong name, by the way, but they're pretty interchangeable in this series. They are twins. They are twins and it's hard to keep up. But um, so you got one of them who's like going after every single girl and failing miserably. And then the other one makes a connection with Victoria Justice and falls in love with her. But he's not very good at speaking to her. So he is struggling on that front. Mm -hmm. So they've already discussed both of the twins, how they'd really like some new bikes. They really want some new bikes. Um, so there's already a motive set right at the start. These boys would really like some bikes. They asked their mum, can we have some new bikes? And she's like, no, that are expensive. Leave me alone, which I kind of love from her. And um, so they're like, oh, okay, well, what are we going to do now? We can't play on our bikes. They see the girls. And then obviously that's the kind of main thing. Like, oh my God, loads of girls. Which always feels weird in these TV shows. Whenever we're watching Nickelodeon and Disney and it's about boys liking girls it always feels a bit odd because obviously it's not teenagers writing this and that's not necessarily a problem but it's just it's just weird isn't it it's very forced i think you know i i struggle more with it in the sense i was not interested at all in boys or romance growing up i really could not care about that so for me i find it weirder to watch it because i wasn't like i wasn't obsessed with boys Mm. When I was kind of, however, the, you know, I think maybe they were about 12 in the show, age 12. It's quite young, isn't it? Yeah. 
And I think because it's not done in cartoons, I think that's why As Told by Ginger is such a good show because obviously they can do it through cartoons. But it's getting actors to do it. It just feels a bit... It's very awkward. It is. It's there very, no very awkward. There was no dancing in this though, which is good. No. There was no awkward party. We've had a lot of awkward parties on this podcast so far. Yes. So that, that's a that was a nice thing surprise. though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a Dan Schneider thing. Dan actually. Schneider loves a party. So the twin who... Should I say it's Cody? Are we going with Cody? Let's let's go with one and then stick with it. So Cody? Cody? Okay. Right. I think Cody sounds like the one who cared about people. Zach was always the annoying one and Cody was like the caring one. Yeah. So Cody falls in love with this girl when he bumps into her and tries to help her with her luggage. There's a cute little moment as he stutters and says, I can't stop talking when I'm around like cute girls and oh my God. And she's just like, okay. There's um a bit that I wasn't very keen on where I felt like it was very much, I can't think of the right phrase, but there's a mum, an overbearing mum and kind of her child pageant daughter there. And they're kind of very much depicted. Yeah, it's very much depicted white trash, trailer trash. Um, It's not a term we're that much familiar with in the UK, but actually I probably maybe, I don't know if in America it's still a phrase that's used or if it's actually maybe a phrase that would be considered actually offensive. And, and they, they belittle them. The hotel owner belittles them a really, lot. Really, really belittles them. Is very patronizing and snobby and rude towards them. They make a whole comment about how she eats possum. And there was that sort of exchange. And it was meant to be, she's got the really bratty, bratty daughter who's really stuck up. And then the really overbearing mum. I do normally quite, if they took away the trailer trash kind of element that they were trying to push with that, it would have been a really great dynamic because that's a dynamic we're kind of seen in likes of Little Miss Sunshine. You've seen a lot and it's a very accurate portrayal of that kind of beauty pageant industry. I guess they might have been trying to do something different to the the mum's a narcissist and living through her daughter. Mm. But this wasn't it was it i don't think it's not very nice to belittle it's like you should be shooting up not shooting down exactly and i think this is my kind of main problem with this episode and potentially all episodes because i don't know i'm assuming they're all like this of um the sweet life of zach and cody so cody then decides to get some flowers to give to victoria justice to say good luck for the pageant which i think is very sweet very cute i think that i think that even if you you you're a parent and you saw your kid watching that you think oh that's well cute and endearing so he's going in there he goes into the dressing room to give it to her which i find strange to begin with i'm like mate what are you doing (laughs) i i actually thought it was going to take a weird turn though where i was like oh god what are they going to do Oh, are they going to be in their like, bikinis? Oh and then they're going to be like, like oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, I only, I was concerned. We hit the jackpot, Zach. I was concerned. because, And the fact that we both of our minds thought it could go there yeah. is kind of showing you the kind of level that this show is on. Oh, no. I, I, don't I feel care. like we're shitting on it. I do not care. I will. And I will continue to. I'm sorry. I loved the show too, guys. I really enjoyed it as well. But truth time all right this oh is gonna no. be truth this time is Gemma's truth hour get it strap is. in it's, it's my truth and i will don't worry i like 60 40 lane we'll talk about that <laughs> afterwards so he um goes into the dressing room freaks out and tries to hide and does that by putting on a wig yeah so this is when kind of phase two of your, the episode your, starts your hand goes in your mouth like your fist goes in your mouth you're like, oh no is this where's this going mm-hmm. what is this turning into 
And I think they actually handled this pretty respectfully for the most part. It wasn't awful. It wasn't like the whole concept of doing a beauty pageant and the boys obsessing with the beauty pageant girls wouldn't happen today. And they could have done it with a whole feminist angle, like Miss Congeniality style. That would have been really cool. They could have done that. They chose not to, but that's not the worst thing to do. You know, it's 2008, whatever. And Zach finds out that Cody's in a dress and there's basically fooled everybody into thinking that she's one of the contestants because you see moments before a contestant going home because she wants to do the science lab instead mm-hmm. which i thought oh that's a nice nod to you know you don't have to rely on your looks to get far in life and all of that kind of thing they have one defiant girl who's like no mom i want to go to science lab yeah. i don't need this and storms out and that was okay that was good so then cody fills that spot has to go out on stage ends up doing it and gets past it so she's now in the competition and zach finds this out straight away because you're, you're thinking oh i'm really glad i didn't do zach falls in because this is a thing in sitcom zach falls in love with cody dressed as this girl my parents are aliens did this oh they did they so, did that many a time remember that could have been a thing but didn't he he finds out straight away and it's like right we can make money from this we I think, can win it, it's two grand yeah it's a lot of money you can win so he's like what are you doing and then sees he's like you are a genius yeah because he's Which is i think nice. he even starts off he's like you idiot and he's like oh, you genius but there's never any like transphobia or homophobia at that point it's just like you genius you can make money from this so it's like manipulating the situation but it's not inherently cruel there's already a feminist issue where it is literally you know it's already a feminist issue kind of beauty pageants as a whole that's a whole nother story but then also then putting in and actually a boy can do it better because guys can do everything better than girls even female beauty pageants hadn't thought that there is that element to it which i was a bit like "Mm -hmm." but is it unfair of us to put this under the microscope of of a 2020 lens i don't care i'm doing it (laughs) oh my god okay i i wouldn't have done it i think i would have briefly mentioned that if it didn't go in the direction it did yeah so then basically there's some funny hijinks where cody ends up on a sleepover with all the girls like a slumber party and he's getting on so well with victoria justice she even says if you were a guy i'd kiss you right now Again, that could have gone creepy, but they didn't. They kept it all PG. Because so I remember thinking, oh, what is it going to be like? Pillow fights. And I, so I, I, I was worried spin the bottle or truth or dare was going to be on I the agenda. I thought it was going to be, it could have gone, but it's, it is Disney guys at the end of the day. They kept it PG. Yeah, they kept us all safe. And no one needed to see that. I felt like growing up, London, the kind of Paris Hilton of the show, was depicted almost a bit of the villain. Yeah, she, definitely. And annoying, annoying as well. I remember being annoying, whereas this time I thought she's she was the favorite. best one. Yeah. In the summary, it was always like Ditsy Heiress, which again, that whole concept is a bit like, mm-hmm. Paris and Hilton is not Ditsy. She's a very clever woman. So she is depicted as this really snooty woman. But then hang on a minute. So she's a judge for the beauty pageant. And then she goes and joins them for their sleepover. It's very sweet. And I was like, that's actually really like if she's like this billionaire heiress, which she's meant to be portraying, for her to do that, for her to number one, actually speak to the candy counter girl of Ashley Teasdale, let alone pretty much be her friend. 
Paris Hilton wouldn't know the names of the, you know, people on the desks at the Hilton. I think London's a hero. Well, also, they did it so well because it still fulfilled the thing of London being a narcissist. And it was her going down there and boasting to all the girls about how much money she has and everything mm. like that. But it's done in quite a, like a nice way where she's also giving them advice and things like yeah. that. So they, they do it really nicely. And throughout this episode, you've got Ashley Tisdale being the kind of voice of reason but she comes across just like a annoying preachy preachy twerp saying about you know how uh well, well she i guess the feminist the angle yeah. she is given the feminist angle on beauty pageants and things like that but it's not delivered in like an, a caring way it's a it's very judgmental yeah she's but i think it is a shame i used to really like ash teasel's character growing up as well and i'm pleased that she is i think now I've seen the kind of character traits of all the other characters in the show. I think it is kind of good that she's there. She's meant to be kind of the slightly woke one before woke was a thing. But, you know, she was the voice of reason. She was kind very of the normal liberal. one. Very liberal. She would kind of, if someone does something stupid, she'll acknowledge it and tell them why it's stupid. But you're right. It was done in a very judgmental way, which obviously, you know, a true feminist wouldn't be that horrible to their friends and very successful and I, confident. I she was Lisa Simpson, but with... A bit more punk. Yeah. Is what they were going for. I yeah, think. I could definitely actually see that. And I think it's good that she did kind of go there and say it. But, you know, it would have been actually quite nice if actually that was more of her role. With She didn't really have much of a role within this episode. And I think it'd been really good actually to see her mentor, maybe one of the girls or the girl who ran away for her to have. It, it could have been a really cool, very small subplot that, um, you know, obviously the manager loves this even though he kind of loves and hates this whole beauty pageant things that brings in so much money and him getting annoyed at the candy counter girl Ash Teasdale because he sees her talking to one of the contestants who then later quits and it's because of her input yep. being like are you sure you want to do this you know you don't have to be doing that and another angle you could go down is Ashley Tisdale being part of the pageant and bit doing really well and loving it and, but it goes against all of her kind of well, That's morals. kind of the miscongeniality angle. Yes. Because this is the thing. You can do, even though I was like, oh, beauty pageant, fine, whatever. Uh, you can do that really well. I think Miss Congeniality and Little Miss Sunshine are both brilliant films. And they are both focused entirely on beauty pageants. So it, you can do it. You can do it with love. Yeah, I guess I we're, we're being harsh because it's a 20 minute episode. Yeah, I do so. also really want to see the new Kira Knightley film that's about the beauty pageant. Maybe they'll release that early and we can rent it. So we're coming to the climax of the TV show now and Cody has got himself to the final. It's between him and Victoria Justice. Woo! So it's very exciting. Zach can't believe it. He, the money is in sight. The bikes are in sight. But Cody realises, no, Victoria Justice is doing this for zoological cause to save some kind of animals. She wants to like, rescue animals. Yes. She is the Joe Exotic prototype of the beauty pageant world yes uh, she's the carol baskin and cody believes that no he needs to drop out because she needs to win she's got a worthy cause he's just doing it because he wants to be close to her mm -hmm. so him and zach have a big fight backstage it's like no you need to go and do it blah, blah, blah. i'm coaching you you have to do this they fight and then in the end zach dresses up as cody's female alter ego he locks cody in a wardrobe locks cody away oh, again that's another in the closet yeah he's locked him in the closet guys and zach runs out and does a show on a skateboard 
It was actually quite good, the skateboarding tricks. He was going to win. He was going to win until Cody manages to break out of the closet and tackles Zach. And they both are undone. And everyone realizes they're both wearing makeup. They're both in costume. What the hell's going on here? And it's a big old kerfuffle. It's a big old kerfuffle. Victoria Justice is like, yeah, you've ruined it. Storms off. You jerks. So they haven't got the money. They haven't got the girl. And then it ends with the mum. Well, there's one other little bit. So it, the mum then asks them, why are you dressed up as a woman? Why are you dressed up as a girl? Why? No, it's why are you wearing a dress? He's like, oh, for bikes. And then she goes, oh, thank God. Yeah. Which, not okay, really. I'm no, not Disney, on any level. Disney, what are you doing? And not okay then either. Because it was I, not okay in 2008. No. It was like the punchline of the show, which... Yeah, it's not great. I just, I honestly was in shock when I heard it because it is, it's Disney. And it was fine up to that point as well. Let's just say that. Like, it, it was okay. okay. There, there were issues, like we've said, but yeah. only if you really put it under the microscope, whereas this is just wrong. And all it levels. was on the tipping point where you sort of think this could be really bad, but you're just, you're keeping it PG-13, you're keeping it Disney. You're not going to do anything cool with it and make it kind of feminist or yeah you're not gonna, it's fine you you're not gonna learn par- anything from it no you could just parody it and have fun and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but i just couldn't believe when they said that. i just thought that's not it was bad and it was that must be really upsetting if you were watching it as a kid and you, you're gay or you're trans or whatever you are that must have been really tough to hit exactly i just think i was yeah really not really nice. It was very cruel. And you said actually afterwards that their whole, the basis of their comedy seemed to be based around cruelty. Being horrible to people. Also, the mum's char- the character of the mum could have been a very cool, modern woman. She has, she's a single mum. So I'm like, yeah, great. That's cool. She's um, raising her two boys the best that she can. And they're, they're actually, they're pretty fun. They're nice boys. They make mistakes, but they're nice. She's got a they really- They mean well. They've got good hearts. Exactly. She's got a, a very cool job. She's managed to give them an amazing life, living uh, in a, well, suite a suite life. at a five-star hotel. You know, you just sort of think, yes, and she's very cool and she's a bit sassy and she kind of won't be talking down to by the male characters. So for then her main, mm. her not to do a lot really in this episode and the one thing like kind of she shouts and she shouts on stage and everyone laughs at the pageant, you know, that comment, you just sort of think, oh my God. Yeah. What have you done? And then it ends, the uh, final episode ends with um, Cody apologizing to Victoria Justice and then her giving him a kiss. Awkward. So... Why do you girls in these... Because we've seen a few um, kisses now in these TV shows. Right. And they always put both hands on the shoulders of the other person. And it's always such like a formal, weird kiss. I think... It's not just a cool little peck on the cheek. You know, I think that would be cool if they did that. I've got a theory. What's that? I've only just thought of it now, so bear oh, with me. So it's rubbish. No, I think it's a really good theory. Like it's I said, a I've just thought of it. Theory, here we go. Right. So, in all of the TV shows we've watched that are aimed kind of Disney, Nickelodeon, aimed at children, obviously, and there's a kiss. It's always a girl that instigates it. Always. Yep. And then they're always, like you sort of said, they put their hands on the boy. Yeah, they do. And then kisses them. I think that's a very much kind of the power thing and being like right we can't have a guy you can't if, if it were if we were always seeing boys holding a girl down by her shoulders and kissing her it's not on is it it's not really on so it was always like a boy looking a bit shocked like oh she's kissed me 
Yeah, true, which is nice. Yeah. Like you kind of mentioned with this show is I found it very strange that this was actually a Disney show in the sense that I was very confused about what Disney kind of universe this show lives in. Felt more Nickelodeon. They're all dicks. Mm. You would not want to be in isolation with one of these characters. The twins are kind of slightly bratty, mean, causing problems, very disrespectful to all the staff at the hotel and often their mum. The manager is horrible to the guests, horrible to the staff, mm. and very much cares about money, 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 cares about the hotel more than he does care about the human beings. Ashley Teasdale characters hates kind of everything London is about. London, I'm pretty sure she hates poor people. I think I remember oh, gathering yeah, that growing no, that, up. That's established, yeah, she does. She hates poor people. Each character's main personality type or trait, sorry, is this kind of dislike mm. whereas normally it's such a sharp contrast to pretty much every other kids tv show we have watched where it is all kind of sunflowers and rainbows and even if there is a bad character there's reasons they're bad and they're yeah. actually vulnerable they're lovely underneath what's made them be mean well that's like toy story isn't it you know that's the typical archetype of a toy story villain it's like no they're not actually villains they they are heroes but there's a reason like you say this is why they're being mean exactly and i feel like it could have been quite good in the sense that i struggled with a lot of american tv shows where everything is a bit too kind of like you know hunky-dory everything's great everything's dreamy everyone's happy and popular and yay whereas british tv shows were a lot more kind of realistic and a bit more darker but even in the kind of british tv shows such as kind of Tracy Beaker, whereas, you know, Tracy Beaker's main character trait and, you know, catchphrase was bog bog off, off, which is she, Tracy Beaker is a disruptive, moody, problem-making child. That is what her main character is. That is how Jacqueline Wilson wrote her. And, but obviously you all, you, you, she's the underdog. You wanted to win. She's got a big heart, but then she also sets lies about having hay fever when she cries. And, oh. you know, she's, there's so many she's layers. A good egg. There's so many layers to kind of Tracy Beaker as she's a character. She's like an onion. <laughs> but, you know, that's why I think Jacqueline Wilson is such an incredible kind of young kind of fiction author. And with these characters, it was just a bit like, it's slightly refreshing that they're like, oh, they're all kind of negative. But that just seemed to be their one dimension, like, was this kind of negativity that they had. Should we speak about the theme tune quickly? Yeah, I do love the theme song. This is the sweet life. I'd give it a six. I'd agree. I do like the bit where it come on down. This is the sweet life. Come on down premise amazing i like i said i love the premise yeah love I the think, setting to be fair to the show acting's very well done maybe it was we got the wrong episode yeah. but this is episode two of season one so still finding its feet mm-hmm. and maybe we just stumbled on but, but episode an two episode. and they did this it's quite outrageous it is a bit like you know there was a lot of elements to this brave to tackle yes. brave to take on you got a romance you got a kiss you got beauty pageants you got homophobia do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you can't throw it it wasn't homo well yeah it is but what did you guys think did you guys watch zach and cody did you get weird vibes did you enjoy it do you still follow the sprouts twins sprouts yeah i know i like uh, sprouts are good though aren't they we do I, I love we sprouts. do like oh we haven't had sprouts in ages <laughs> yeah. oh no 
But yeah, you can write in, or if you completely disagree with what we're saying, if, are we completely wrong? Write in at remember this question mark at gmail dot com, and that's question mark as in the word, not the symbol. But I genuinely would love to know your thoughts on. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sorry, I genuinely am. I really wanted to like it too. Well, let's just end this because we've we've been talking about this for a long time, but. What do you, like, just surmise then your feelings for it? Now, having watched it as an adult, like, do, do you like the kind of, so you said you like the concept, you don't like the way it feels? The characters. Yeah. The characters are very negative. They bring people down. They are mean to each other. There's no kind of real sense. You'd think there'd be more of like a family dynamic. And then they're trying to be like, they're an unconventional family. No, like it should be there's some sort of solidarity between them rather mm. than they all feel like enemies are all working against each other. Yeah. There's no kind of like team to them, which, and I just find it such a juxtaposition compared to pretty much all other kids' TV shows and also adult TV shows. Well, even like, I don't like the Big Bang Theory, but you look at the Big Bang Theory and even though they're often snidey towards each other, there was a warmth. There was yeah, no real yeah. warmth between even the twins there was no warmth between them no you know that in big bang theory and all those other type of shows where it's a dysfunctional family of sorts you you know there's no other place they would rather be than with each other even if they're being mean to each other that's kind of the glue that sticks them all together yeah whereas in this the glue wasn't really there, there. was there was no warmth between the characters which it just felt like i sort of said you know disney create these universe and i'm just like no one would want to live in this one Oh, interesting. That's very controversial. I think I am less fiery in my opinions on it. I would probably, I'm middle of the ground. I enjoyed it, but I do see the problems with it. I, I don't think it's harmful in any way. Although but that comment was out of context. That comment's very bad. Even in context, yeah, actually, even in it's, context. it's a bad. It's a bad comment that that shouldn't be in that show. It's well, it's 2008. You've got a young audience. You don't yeah. do that. You don't project that on anybody. No, because it's sad as well. It was the mum character doing it. It was. It wasn't even like a kid who doesn't know what they're saying. It was an adult. And the adults of this show are meant to be the voices of authority. And it's well, she's the mum. It's the mum saying it yeah. to her child. It's, no, I agree. And again, you're meant to feel like she has a warmth connection with her children. It's just, there was no, like I said, there, there was just a very much lack of yeah. so I think I, and likability. I think I'd probably give it a, a five out of 10. I'm going to give, memory-wise, I would say seven. Rewatching it, I'm going to say two. Oh my God, wow. One for the premise two another the other point is for london <laughs> and that would you like to introduce 64 z lane 64 z lane is a british french children's cartoon created by english author and rombart the series was produced by Millimages, Zulane Productions, and Le Senica Lamy. The series premiered in 1999. The series follows a seven-year-old girl named Lucy who lives next door to a zoo at 64 Zoo Lane. Each night, she is told a story by the animals. Gemma, can you name what the animals are? And not their, what names. their names. I are. do not know what their names are. Okay, that's but fine. I can say there's a giraffe. Yep. There's a hippo. There's a crocodile. Yep. Nope. It's not an alligator, then. Not main characters. Oh. Well, I know the main characters were a giraffe and a hippo. Yeah. Tiger. Mm, no. Just a giraffe and a hippo? Giraffe. Georgina the giraffe. Mm-hmm. 
Molly the hippopotamus, Nelson the elephant, a monkey, Giggles and Tickles the monkeys, and Boris the bear. Ah, oh, I don't remember a bear in it. <laughs> and the programme has been shown on CBBC, CBBS and CBBS Bedtime Hour as it offers opportunities for learning, exploring language and vocabulary. They are enhanced by the use of intonation and expression in the characters' voices and themes of the animal's stories, which support social and emotional issues, including friendships and helping and caring for others. The creator of the TV series also wrote and illustrated six 64 Zulane picture books based on stories from the TV series. There were four seasons and it ran for 104 episodes. Can I just say, I loved it. I, what, what, sorry, what year did it come out again? 1999. Oh, okay. I always felt like I was quite old when I watched this. But it ran until 2013. I think I watched it when I was a little bit older. I've never seen it. I used to really enjoy it growing up and re-watching it. I know why. I always remember the theme song. I think it's one of those shows that if you did watch it, you will know the theme song. Can I just say, having not known the theme song and not known the show, that theme song is like a 9 out of 10. It's the loveliest theme song I've heard in a long, long time. It's beautiful. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree. It's a very, very good theme song. Um, the cartoon style is very cute, very storybook-like. And Lucy, the main character, is adorable. I'm changing. I'm going for a 10. I'm going You're 10, guys. You're changing for a 10 for I'm the going theme 10 song. for the first oh, other it's, time. It's not that good. I'm going 10. I think it's amazing. I'll go for a 9. I think the melody's amazing. I think the lyrics are lovely. I, I just think it's brilliant. And I'm going to play it again now. Enjoy, guys. 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64, 64
that extra tension, you would notice it. And she's, Lucy is at the perfect age where you're just starting to get those kind of anxieties around school and friendships and things like that. Like this episode, for example, dealt with her being nervous to go on a trip because she might not make any friends. And they're going to be older than her. She's like, there's going to be people who are eight years old. Oh, Oh, it's so cute. it's, It's very sweet because that is a genuine worry of a lot of people. So, yeah, it's, so, I mean, the story relates to how a little aardvark? An armadillo? Armadillo, that was it. How a little armadillo wanted to play football with the bigger animals, with a lion and everything, and they wouldn't play with him. And they kept just using him as the football, which was very sad. Yeah, they were very much taunting, being like, you're not big enough or old enough to play, play this game. Us. And they're playing with a watermelon, the watermelon breaks. And the tiger's like, oh, I've got an idea. You want to play football, do you? He doesn't talk like that, actually. But he could do. does. Kind of does. could do. He's like, you want to play football, do you? Got an idea? Yeah, yeah, you can play football with us. Only if you're the bull. (laughs) (laughs) And for some reason, the armadillo goes, oh, okay. Well, yeah, because he feels like he's guilted into it a bit. Because he really, and the armadillo is the cutest. He's got a lovely little voice. He's oh, please, can I play? But not annoying. Like, it was sweet enough where you're like, oh, bless. So it's really lovely. And then the armadillo goes into a cave. Yeah, they kick the ball too far and it goes into a cave. And it is actually quite sweet because then you do actually see... he's got a cold. He's got a cold. Yeah, you do. She does have a little cold. And it's quite nice because you actually see the older animals, even though they're quite taunting and mean. They are like, well, we need to go in and get him. It's scary in there. We We can't just leave him in there. So they have some sort of... They're not... Not horrible. Monsters. No. They go in and every time the armadillo sneezes, it makes it sound like there's a monster in there. So they're all terrified. So each animal draws a straw. They take it in turns. They've ever pulled the shortest straw to go in there. Each time they come running out, absolutely terrified by this noise of the monster. And they finally realise it was the armadillo after all. Yeah, so all three of them have to team together. Go in there all together so they're not scared. And they're like, where's the monster to the armadillo when they find him at the bottom? He's like, what monster? And then he sneezes and it creates that echoey, scary noise. Yep. And he's like, you aren't scared of something little like me, are you? And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> and it's really lovely. So then they all decide, okay, you can play football with us. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they do. And that's the episode, basically. It's just the armadillo telling its story. Mm-hmm. And then Lucy being like, oh, okay, I'm not, I won't be as nervous tomorrow then. Well, it's all her dreaming. So it's, you see her kind of go to sleep, night mum, closes her eyes. And then all of a sudden she kind of gets up, goes to her window and the giraffe's there and she slides down the giraffe's neck like it's a slide, you know, and says hello to the animals, says, oh, I'm scared of this. And the animal's like, well, let me tell you a story. And then it shows Lucy asleep and then the giraffe picks her up and pops her up through the window and I think actually one of the reasons this show is so nice, it's similar to Funny Bones. Yep. Yep. Where I preferred this though. I preferred this too, actually. And we both really enjoyed Funny Bones. Mm. So that is saying something. I think obviously the nighttime ones are a lot more enjoyable, especially kind of as an adult, because it is that kind of to put you to sleep and it's set in the nighttime. I think when it's set in the nighttime, it's based on kind of dreams and those sort of things it's a lot more calming they have a lot more freedom to be creative and 
I, they're a lot shorter actually it's, it's only 10 minutes long and it is that last thing you're going to watch it's almost like a bedtime story it's the equivalent to a bedtime story but on the telly yeah watch with mother exactly I can't complain about any of it I kind of wish there was more of Lucy in this episode Lucy was hardly in it I don't know if that's every episode I'm pretty sure it's every episode so she's not really a feature she's no. just the little the girl yeah okay so She's I you. would say She's like you as the child. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that Lucy went on these stories with them mm-hmm. as in like little adventures. I thought that could be quite good. If she's if she was there with the armadillo and she gets to see the story play out mm-hmm. rather than she's just not in it. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I really, really enjoyed I it. I think it is 10 out of 10. 10 I, out of 10. 10 out of 10. See, I think I, it's I, faultless. I just made a fault, so I can't give it 10 out of 10. I think theme song's brilliant, as we discussed. I think it's the perfect amount of time, the beginning and the ending, how it's very consistent ending with her going to sleep and how it's, you know, she thinks she lives in a zoo, but it's actually just her like pet toy animals. It's so, so sweet. Lucy's a very kind of cute, innocent character. All of the animals are great and are there to teach you something. There's a moral compass behind each story and each episode and it's meant to bring you comfort and it's going to be very soothing as it's kind of a bedtime TV show. I just think the cartoon styles are lovely. It's really well done. Voices are really good. Honestly, I think it's only 10 minutes long. Um, you know, when this episode comes out in a couple of weeks, we don't know where the world is. You might have time. Watch it's one. It's all on YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. go and watch it. They've got their own dedicated YouTube channel. So 100%, if you've got kids or if you fancy just checking it out yourself, go and watch it because it's lovely. You won't, you, you won't regret it. There's a lot of anxieties in the world right now. Before we go to sleep, Pop on 64Z Lane. It's 10 minutes long. You'll like it, I promise. And they're so cute. 64 interesting Lane. how there's a lot of European like co-productions we've had so far in this podcast. I've not noticed Yeah, there's been a few. I noticed it with Watch My Chops. Oh, yeah, Watch My Chops. Uh, Moomins. Oh, I've got a quiz. Can you, can you do like a little drink off my quiz? Q is for Quebec. U is for... Uniform. Yeah. <laughs> I is for Indigo. No, I'm not doing that. Z is for Zulu. I'll it's quiz time. Quiz. We gotta do a quiz. No, I didn't enjoy We're that. We gotta do the quiz. Now we've got, we've got a bit of time in isolation. Do you want to create a jingle on your guitar for my quiz? Quiz. Yeah? Cool. You ready for the quiz? Yeah. It's only three questions long because, you know, we're busy people. Are we? Are we though? Previously on Remember This. We watched Tots TV. Yes, we did. Please I remember. Name I was there. The Tots. It's in the theme song. Sac if anyone's struggling, you sing the theme song Sac to yourself. Magique. So the theme song's like, so we're the Tots and the TV. You actually. They're going out you know, for some it. telly. Michael and Jonathan, Louise and Dan. I said three of them. Did I get some of them? No. She's a Tot and he's, he's a, a Tot. tot. Together. What's her she's name? He's a tot and he's, he's a tot. tot. It's tot, tot, tot. It's he's a tot and she's. Oh, this a is tot. literally driving me mad. One's French. Yeah. One's French and it's like boogaloo or boogaloo. <laughs> Zulu. No, it all begin with Tiva Tango. Oh, she's a tiny. tot and he's a tot. It's tiny. One that yeah, one of them. Tiny Teddy. No, Toddy. Tom? Yes. So Tiny Tom and Tim. No, it's a girl. Tilly. Yes. Tilly Boom, Tom and it. Tiny. 
mention it a lot this episode. We're, it's actually all been released on um, BBC iPlayer. Tracy Beaker, my Bug number off. one gal. They did a um, spin-off. The Dumping Ground. Yeah, correct. That was the question. What was it called? Thank you. The Dumping Ground. Hannah Montana, the movie. Oh, I didn't see the movie. I think it came out in 2009. Didn't see the movie. It's when she's a horse girl, isn't it? She goes to the, to the stables. I don't know. But Hannah Montana, the movie in 2009, on Rotten Tomatoes, the yep. critic website, where they rate things out of 100%, did it get A, 30%, yep. B, 44%, or C, 64%? 44%. It was 44%. Yay! You got the limo out front. Uh, Let us know what we think of these quizzes, by the way, because we can, we can get rid of them if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. But that wraps up this episode of Remember This. Sorry. We, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we uh, kind of went on a big old tangent during Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but there was a lot a to talk about. One. I don't think we go on a tangent that often. No. When it comes to that sort of, but it felt like it was one of those ones where you just sort of think, we can't ignore this. No, This is really, it was, it was uncomfortable viewing. And I was like, right, well, that's that then. That's the main takeaway I took away from the episode. That's the note it decided to end on. That's the note we'll talk about. I agree. We had to. And, um. Not on. It, it wasn't on. But anyway, we, we've covered that. You've listened to that. Um, as always, if you could please support this podcast by sharing it with friends or on Twitter or on Facebook, wherever you want to share it, we would massively appreciate yeah, it. If you could and write tag a us. review. Tag us because we'll retweet it. And we, we will. will. We love a bit of self-promotion. So don't you worry about that. If you could rate it on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Rate five stars. That would ideally. be really lovely of you it'd be nice if you could write a review i always read them yep or you can write a review um but yeah just thank you for listening thanks for sticking with us uh we're two ahead with this podcast so you you're guaranteed some episodes we're gonna keep this going we're really enjoying actually because obviously with everyone in isolation at the moment it's nice to take your mind off things and disappear into the world of nostalgia we're thoroughly enjoying it hope you are too and i've had some lovely instagram messages of people listening to this during the isolation so i hope you're all staying safe and staying yes, well that's the most important and thing. staying indoors maybe in i mean i think in a few weeks time we're probably still going to be indoors definitely never know you never know um but yeah please do kind of chat to us speak to us we're bored yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yay but um yeah maybe one day in the future we'll do like a watch along or something like that that might be interesting oh my god i don't think we're big enough for that no. In the future, Doctor Who did one today on my favourite Doctor Who episode, um, The Greatest Ginger. Is that what's called, The Greatest Ginger? The Van yes, Gogh one. the Van Gogh episode, yes. And um, we could do that one day on this. Yeah, so there are a few of our plans moving forward. But yeah, stay happy, stay healthy and stay safe. Look after yourselves, guys, and you'll be hearing from us next week. Bye. Hey, okay, bye.